Okay, welcome to No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by myself, Scott Marshall. So today we have a special guest. We have Craig Russell, who is the owner of the Sanctuary Gym. Am I right in saying that? Yes, you're right, mate. The Sanctuary Gym, yes. Okay, so for our viewers, Craig, just a wee brief intro of who you are and what you currently do. Yeah, so yeah, as Scott said, my name is Craig Russell. Um, I am 39. I have just became a gym owner um, this year, um, which is the Sanctuary Gym, uh, which is located in Lent House, just at Govan. Um, and yeah, so, you know, opened the gym um, on the 14th of February this year. And it's not your typical gym. Um, we are very unique. We are open. We are located within a 120-year-old um, church that we converted. And yeah, it's just brought something completely different to the industry, um, which is which is for us it's, it's refreshing, um, because it's not the same same as everywhere else. Um, again, we just want to stand out, be different. No, absolutely. So, <clears throat> what made you pick that venue to be to stand out? Personally? Yeah, so <clears throat> I mean, we had a look at other locations. Um, you know, it was just the same. It's just like industrial units or. It was, you know, just your, your typical um, studio-sized uh, units and stuff. Um, so nothing was really, nothing was really grasping my, nothing was really matched up with the vision, basically. Yeah. And you know, we're just looking and looking. And we knew, we knew someone that was in the commercial property uh, estate agent, and <clears throat> he actually said he dropped the message last night. Maybe have something that could be. Uh, potentially up your street but when I came down for the viewing it was actually the whole next door that was showing me which is absolutely tiny so my heart kind of sank a wee bit and then I was like okay I was like what about your lobby of the church next door and um, he's like yeah I'll take you and have, I'll let you have a look I was like what are you doing with it he's like ah you know they're maybe thinking like a theater or something like that I was like nah I was like mate that's not going to get used that much I was like that'll be like once a month once a week if you're lucky yeah. Um, I was like, what about a gym? <clears throat> and he literally just looked at me as if I was absolutely crazy. As if I'd like, <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I just literally went in this 15 minute rant and um, just basically blocked out the full vision, uh, explained where we wanted to do things and stuff, um, the layout and all the rest of it. And uh, he's just like, okay, wow. He's like, I did not expect that. Um, and then he's like, okay, give me a couple of days. And uh, speak to the owner. And in a couple of days, what, within about seven or 10 days, we had the keys. Job oh. uh, done. And, uh, <clears throat> but I'll never forget that feeling of uh, walking through the door into the main gym, into the main church, sorry. And, you know, you just know, you just get that gut feeling where, yeah. okay, this is the one. And my heart just sank in a good way. And I just like, right, the excitement started from there. And I was just like, yeah, this is the one. This is the one, definitely. Okay, and then obviously, you know, the full process. So how long did the full process take to yeah. get it organised? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, overall, um, from the start of the refurb work, it took us actually 10 months, which isn't actually too bad for this size of building. Um, so basically, initially, um, but the main thing was, was like, okay, let's just strip it right back and see where we're at with things. So obviously the, we had the pews in, which there was, oh, I'd probably say very close to 70 
maybe 70 to 80 pews that we had to take out, which um, getting them out was a bit of a challenge. Just the nails that were put in with was like proper old fashioned, like Jesus nails. And then uh, they were, it was, it was, yeah, there's probably about 12, about eight nails at each end of the pew and then whatever else is in the middle. Um, <clears throat> so we got the pews out uh, and we just cleaned the place up, took all the carpets out and cleaned the place up and just to see what floor space we had. And then um, obviously because churches do have that s- small gradient, um, yeah. we had to level the floor out, um, which to level the floor out. So we had a lot of timber, a lot of flooring, a lot of plywood. It ended up being about two or three Arctic lorries um, of timber just for the flooring alone, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it had to be solid with all the machines sitting on it. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, really, really, we just, in regards to designing uh, the building work and what we're doing, there wasn't really much drawings in a, in a, to a certain degree. We really just went with it on the job. If something popped up, right, okay, how can we change that? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, and uh, it, it just worked really well that way. Um, luckily enough, we didn't actually come up against any major, because in the church is 120 years old, there was nothing that really fired up. They're like, wow, okay, not that this is this is going to be a nightmare. The heating system, that was that was good. It's been making that every commission um or decommissioned. So that wasn't really an issue because like, okay, we can easily get you know some infrared heaters in that we can use for the witness. It's not an issue. Yeah. Um but you know the more the I mean the, the process it was stressful, but it didn't seem like a bad stress at the time. It was more um, the tail end of the 10 months um, and closer we got to like opening. Um, that stress seemed to amplify by tenfold. Um, for many reasons, you know, just like, you know, you've got a lot more to deal with in regards to still finding some building work, getting the kit in, um, getting the membership system set up and just all the, you know, the finer details of it. Um, <clears throat> but again, as, you know, as I said, um, you know, we, we went for a kind of black and white theme, um, and that's what the kind of logo has got to go with as well. But then, as you can, I don't know if you can see in the video here, so the, the golden part in the ceiling there. Yeah. Yeah, so basically that was that was already there with a blue ceiling. And um, we spoke to we spoke to the Congress of the Church that used to be in here, and they basically said, you know, that's the golden gates to heaven. So what we've done is, like, okay, well, let's keep the golden gates, let's keep the golden band there and just paint it white blocks inside and uh, that's where we end up having uh, almost like the golden black uh, um, you know logo and stuff so yeah. that that kind of that's kind of how it changed from that um, but again we've kept a lot of the, the main features which we have to so it's a B-listed building and uh, <clears throat> you know so the main big organ um, which is at reception which you know is an absolute fantastic statue within uh, the building um, and I you know having the reception area right in front of there is uh, pretty spectacular. But um, the reason why we put it there as well is just simply because you know that's been the main focal point of this church for years um, funerals, weddings, christenings, um, you know, Christmas parties or you know, um, stuff like that. That's always been at the organ, at the altar, if you like, to the pulpit. So we, you know, we thought we'd have a little bit of respect for the building and also the history of the place and say, 
okay, well, let's put the reception desk there because then that keeps up that tradition is that's where people come first as soon as they come in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, which has worked really well, actually. Um, so again, that's what I'm saying. There's not, um, there was nothing really a massive shock to us. Um, the biggest, believe it or not, the biggest challenge was um, the handrails that we wanted to put in um, with uh, planning permission. It was, it literally took about four months just to get past. Um, but eventually, they wanted to go with um, just like a wooden handrail, um, pretty similar to what you have in like your, your house staircase. Because yeah. um, then what we wanted to do, we wanted to have like a, um, almost a, a, um, a metal tubing uh, as a frame and then a, a mesh inside. So we wanted to go for that kind of industrial modern look. Um, but they said it wasn't sympathetic enough to the building. Um, so it was like, okay, back and forth, back and forth. And um, it was just, yeah, it was just back and forth for about four months. And they just wouldn't give us a defensive answer to what they wanted. Um, so it was just back and forth, back and forth. But eventually it worked. And it, look, it looks actually really good, to be honest. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> and then, obviously, so how did you sell it to the members? You know, coming um, in this spectacular church that's been transformed yeah. into a gym. Yeah, I know. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Um, so basically, you know, we were looking at it as, as, you know, you're coming into something completely different than you've ever been in before, um, just for the building alone. Um, yeah. And then just the, you know, the finer details with the kit and everything inside. Um, you know, for us, it's, you know, we're providing you a five-star service. You'll be part of a community. You, you part of a family almost. You'll walk in that door and there will not be one single person that does not speak to you. As soon as you come to that reception, you have a conversation. You are made welcome. Um, you know, you're never ignored. You're never judged in here. Um, all the members speak to each other. Um, they train together. Um, you know, we, we don't have, you know, we're not a bodybuilding gym. We're not a CrossFit gym. We're hybrid. We approach for everybody. And we welcome everyone. We've got members from 17 years old. Right up to, um, I remember it's 72 years old, and they all chat to each other, they all help each other. So it's more, you know, we are just completely different from everybody else. And, you know, and to be honest, like anything that anyone's come in for a, a, a tour or just to have a look, um, it's literally sold itself, basically. You know, we, we, we do our thing, we, we welcome people and make them feel, you know, the most welcome of our felt going in anywhere. And just the building itself, the finish, the, the, the gym itself just sells itself pretty much. We've not really had to do much, too much to that yeah. sales that. Yeah. Um, again, one, that's not me. Uh, that's not us. Um, I don't really like all this salesy chat. <laughs> um, so, you know, we wanted to make sure, basically what we wanted to do is make sure we provide the gym a finish and a facility that pretty much sells itself as soon as you walk in the door. And... It's good because it almost has that, still has that church feeling to it. But yeah. even though it's a gym, you still have that nice, welcoming, almost like relaxing feeling as soon as you walk in the door. It's like, okay, this feels class. Even though there's maybe one or two people in, it still has an amazing feeling to the place. Yeah. Rather amazing, than, yeah, which is perfect. Rather than going to, you know, a commercial gym, if you go to <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a JD's or 
ever last, etc. You know, yeah. there is people who feel apprehensive about going on certain bits of kit, etc. So, yeah, you no, know, it's definitely makes a difference if you can go into a relaxing atmosphere. Yeah, massively. Like you know, we had we had um, we had a couple come in last night, and um, the woman hasn't been to a gym for so long because she just doesn't feel confident. She's been to commercial gyms, she's been to some other gyms, and you know, literally, as soon as she walked in here yesterday, uh, yesterday, she's like, wow, okay, this place is perfect for me. Absolutely love it. And we hadn't even, we just said hello. We hadn't even um, had a proper discussion of her goals or what she was looking for. It, as soon as she walked in, she's like, yep, this is perfect, sign me up. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool, let's have and a chat first. <laughs> and do, then, do you do group fitness classes there as well, <clears throat> Yeah, so we do, um, we do classes as well. Um, a lot of the classes are more kind of conditioning-based classes. Um, our coaches also do their own group coaching, um, which they are running pretty successfully. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really good mixture, really. Nah, fantastic. And in your building, how many staff have you got in total? Yeah, yeah so at the minute we have uh, five PTs um, that are basically just paying our rent. And we have one front of house and obviously myself and another director also. Um, we are looking to take on um, another potentially three PTs because uh, when we first started, we know we're, we like to have that balance where it's four and four, yeah. four males and females, but um, it seems to be quite hard to get female PTs at the minute. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then for yourself, Craig, did you always have a vision of being a gym owner? Um. Not always, not always. Um, I think I, I did see there was a church in New York that I seen about eight years ago, and um, it was just absolutely stunning. I don't, I don't think it's open anymore, <laughs> um, but it was just absolutely stunning within a church. It was nice, big sandstone arches, stained glass windows, and the lighting was just perfect. I was like, that would be that would be incredible to have something like that. And then you know, just over the years, you know, I've not. So constantly thought about it. I've just been, I've just been getting on my, um, my job basically, and you know, it was, I think, I think this was doing the same for a lot of people during lockdowns and stuff. You just, it's almost like you're like, okay, what is the next step after lockdown here? What like, what did I do? Am I still enjoying? Am I still enjoying the the PT side of stuff? I'm not too sure what's the next step. So I don't I, like I'm not one for online coaching. I actually yeah. hate sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> it, actually, it just does my head in. So effectively, <laughs> I've, I've taken you at your comfort zone today. What's that? So effectively, I've taken you at your comfort zone today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, for any, like, any long, lengthy period of time, yeah, it's, um, it can be quite quite challenging uh, for me. But I like, to, I like to just be on chatting to people and mingling and getting about. So, yeah. So, it was just, yeah, and you got me. Sorry. Um, so, pro- well, probably I like for many reasons because I think, I think personally, being on the shop floor face to face, that's where, that's where the customer engagement is. Yeah. Yeah, massively. And I think it, it can be, it, it can be so hard um, because, if you're online, again, the way I, you know, sometimes if you're online for a certain period of time, you almost lose that skill to speak to people and interact with people one-to-one. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people would have found that during the lockdown. Um, you almost lose that, almost lose that skill. Yeah. So as a skill, for me, it is a skill, the interaction, yeah. you know. I, 
absolutely. You know, I've I've witnessed it in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people who come into gyms, etc., and no people skills. You know, yeah. I'm not going to beat about the bush. Yeah. You shouldn't be working in a gym if you don't have people skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like you know, they'll be like scared to say hello to someone. Yeah. It's like your business runs on you being interactive and having people skills. Yeah. It's like you know when you you know for instance uh, at Glasgow Club where I work, you know, MD could walk in and hire a PT, right? Yeah. The thing is, you could buy a PT anywhere, right? But the thing is, the customer or the client will buy the services from you because they like you, not yeah. just because yeah. they want PT. Yeah. It's like, because, you know, as soon as they see you, they meet you for the first time, don't know nothing about you, don't know your results, don't know your qualifications. They, they've got it. Yeah, they buy, they buy it into you, not your, not your qualifications, because they don't know. They don't may not know your results. Yeah. You may be a new PT that doesn't have results. So, you know, you need to have those people skills. You need to be up chatting to people, making people feel welcome, building that relationship with them um, before you even think about trying to get any salesy chat in there. Because, um, you know, people buy into you rather than actually you try to be salesy. More chance if you come across salesy, there's more chance of people not buying into you, in my opinion. 100%. Couldn't agree more. If all you want to talk is business, people aren't yeah. interested. Nah, people, people just ask me, you know, leave me alone, if, and then she lost it. Because if all you talk is numbers, who wants who wants to listen to that? <laughs> nah, it's definitely boring, mate. <laughs> definitely Aye, 100%. Boring. <laughs> so, so if people want to find you online, where can they do that, Craig? Yep, so we are on Instagram, um, the underscore sanctuary underscore gym. And our website is www.atsanctuarygym1.com. And um, yeah, that's where we are. And, you know, we mostly use the Instagram. We don't really use the Facebook that much at the minute. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got lots and lots of plans um, for the rest of this year. Um, you know, looking at opening up a martial arts studio next door in one of the halls. Um, which will be a massive addition um, to here. A lot of interest in that will be MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, Thai boxing, boxing. So a lot of um, children's programs will be doing yeah. from that to get them off the streets and stuff as well. Nah, fantastic. And obviously, you mentioned he's only opened this year on the 14th of February. So you must have something under your sleeve for the one-year anniversary next year. You, I'm pretty sure you have something there. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you can do a bit of speed dating since the 15th of February. Nah, I like Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll be looking at we'll be looking at having a you know a very 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 big um, one year party, party. That's for sure. Um, you know, so we'll open the doors not just for members, we'll open the doors to everyone. Uh, come down whether you're a gym owner or you're just a PT or you're just an average dog, um, member of the public. Um, we're welcoming and open our doors to everyone. So um, we, yeah, we invite everyone down, whether that's for the park, the one year party, or just in general. Um, we're open for everyone to come down and see what we have. Ah, good, Craig. And obviously, so we'll find out uh, about the gym, right? 
what you do, right? But let's dig deeper into Craig Russell, right? So for yourself, how did you actually get involved within health and fitness? Um, so yeah, I done a wee bit of a spell in the, in the military when I was younger. And but before that, you know, I always liked to play um, uh, football. I used to be a goalkeeper. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not as good as I used to be <laughs> now anyway. Um, and then also the, <clears throat> um, I always found uh, health and fitness definitely just it helped me more um, mentally for my mental health. Yeah. Um, so that was a massive factor for me. I almost just, um, it's almost that that was my escape um, from everything that was going on in my head. Basically, I used that to escape from it. Um, just I'm sure there's many, many people who do it at the minute. Um, so, you know, I was, I went from, you know, my main roots is, like, I love doing crazy endurance events. Um, the crazier, the better, to be honest. Um, you know, I've done, I've done, like, you know, the typical 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons and stuff. But once I've done one thing, I need to go in bigger and better the next time. I don't do it again. Um, so after my Edinburgh half marathon, uh, I signed up to do the Glencoe Mountain Marathon. Um, well, I signed up two weeks beforehand. Uh, which is probably a bit silly. <laughs> um, so I was like a week before it, the week burn up, I was like, okay, I'll get up onto uh, Tinto Hill and do a bit of hill running. And obviously my trail shoes were my normal size where you need to have them a size bigger. So I lost two of my big toenails three days before the event. Yes. And, uh, which is perfect, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was actually really good. Such an amazing event. I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, I actually... Six and a half hours, which is not too bad. Um, didn't actually start shutting down the last two miles. Uh, two miles, but what an event! Absolutely stunning, stunning views. Um, was awesome. And then I ended up doing twenty-four hours in the treadmill, um, carrying a twenty-kilo backpack, um, and it was a five percent incline and minimum five kilometers per hour. Um, basically, I was at my very, very lowest point in my mental health at that point. And I just wanted to do something for Sam H. And just to prove to people that no matter how much adapt place you're in, you can still achieve so much more if you just if you just push yourself through it. Easier said than done, obviously, but again, I just wanted to prove that you can still achieve a lot, even though you're in your darkest, darkest areas. No, hundred percent. And obviously, earlier you mentioned your age, 39. Is that what you said? Craig? Yeah, mate. Right. Sometimes I feel older, sometimes I feel younger. Right. So let's let's <laughs> ask the question then. So if we were to say your training age, what age do you actually feel training wise? Eh, uh, training wise, ah, uh, something that's to say just depends. Some days I feel way older. Um, sometimes, some days I, you know, some days I'll I'll at my training I feel like I feel like twenty five again. Um. At the minute, I'm uh, I am training for a hundred mile ultramarathon next year uh, in the Falkland Islands. Never done an ultra before in my life, um, so yeah, just go straight into the deep end. Right, okay. So let's talk about your training for that. How's that going? Very good. Um, yeah, very good, mate. Um, so basically, I my coach is Fergus Crawley. Um, I have been with him probably just over a month, I think. Um, 
So it's not, again, this is where people are probably, and I was the same mindset, you know, I think you just have to be running all the time and putting in all the miles. Where I'm probably running, what, twice a week? Um, weight training twice a week, full body, mostly kind of compound movements. That's unusual for me because um, over the years, I've been mostly, you know, hypertrophy, done a couple of photo shoots, more biomechanical side yeah. of stuff. Um, so this is, this is a completely different style of training for me. And I am also, basically it's almost like triathlon training. I'm swimming once a week. I am on the walk bike uh, once or twice a week. Um, so my training basically changes every day almost. I'm doing something yeah. different every day. But that can also change uh, depending on my feedback to a coach. Um, that can change almost on a daily basis depending on obviously my data feedback, uh, which is really good because, again, it's not boring. It's not the same stuff, um, which is perfect. Uh, so I'm about 33 weeks out from the event. Ah, good. And uh, for yourself, Craig, how do you fit uh, your training in? Obviously, you're running a gym. How do you fit that in? Yeah. Um, luckily, you know, luckily, you know, I do have... Uh, you know, a business partner that's here all the time as well. And um, we do have staff to help out as well. So, you know, I can easily block out my time um, in the day to get my training done while, you know, I've maybe got a business partner that's doing some other work that's being done or or something. Um, so, you know, the thing, I, the way I see it is, you know, if I'm taking care of myself and doing my training, then I am, I am able to fire on all cylinders, mentally, physically, and for the rest of the team, for the gym, for its, the gym's growth, I can be constantly be on fire, um, ready to think about the next thing for the gym to grow. What can we do next? What can we, what can we get happening next? You know. Yeah. So for me, and the guys understand that, you know, for me to be sharp and on the ball all the time and keep pushing forward and come up with fresh ideas, I need to be pushing forward with my trainer and feeling good and eating well. No, 100%. Right, so we've talked, you know, everything good about Craig, right? So within a gym environment, what's yeah. your what's your bad habits? If you my, have my, any. My own bad habits. Your own bad habits within the gym. Uh, if you have any. <laughs> Everyone's got a bad habit somewhere. <laughs> um well especially especially in here, uh, when I'm training is it's not so much a bad habit, but it, just, it does affect my training. And sometimes it's just stopping and chatting to members for ages. Yeah. Which can be a very, very, very hard, especially in your own gym. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it is a matter of getting the, the big earphones out and putting them in and like, I'll catch up with you whenever I just try not to look at anyone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. Make eye contact and it's a half an hour conversation. It's like, oh, there you go. It's only two sets in the squats. <laughs> <laughs> and then for yourself, Within health and fitness, what's your pet hates, the things you hate to see? I know you might have a long list here. Yeah, possibly. Uh, people not putting their weights away for a start. I'm sure that's a very, very common one. Luckily, we don't have that much of an issue here. Um, I think um, there's a, definitely a couple. You know, it's like people judging other people. Like, that's massive. Like, you know, that, for me, that's disrespectful. Like, don't judge other people that's in a gym and trying to better themselves, no matter where they start from, no matter what size they are, no matter what the background is. 
whether they are in a rehabilitation program or whatever, that doesn't matter. Everyone's in the same, everyone's trying to achieve the same thing, get healthier, get better, better themselves, better than their own lives. So don't be judgmental on that. Yeah. Um, I think is a massive factor for me. Um, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, just other pet peeves is just like, um, just, yeah, I am, I, you know what, the biggest pet peeve in the industry is just like other PTAs or other gym owners not supporting other PTAs and other businesses. Yeah, so that's that's massive. So that, um, that's it's like there's so many people available to everyone, and people will come to whatever coach or whatever facility for that facility and what you provide. If they don't like it, they'll go somewhere else, which is fine. This is yeah. fair enough, and you're not going to please everyone. So, you know, why not? support other uh, coaches why not support other gyms nah totally um, so that's kind of the reason why I started this podcast I started it um, in October last year um, because there is a small minority of gym owners PTs who think they can coach everyone you know um, but you can't you know, yeah, no. because it's got to be like a network. So, for instance, if somebody has con- contacts me today and says, oh, I want PT, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, I stay in Govan, blah, 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 etc. I would then say, well, unfortunately, closest gym for you would be Scottsdale, but that would be too far travelled for you. Yep. However, why don't you go and check out Sanctuary Gym? Etc. We can all bounce off each other. We can yeah. network, yeah, and it, it makes more sense that way. Yeah, like that, yeah. And just like if someone if someone came to me and says, "Listen," and they come in here and like, "Oh, listen, I'm looking for more of a uh, can you CrossFit gym or you know, I'll I'll be like, listen, give me two minutes, I'll search up CrossFit gyms, and I'll send Aye. you a one. Or if I'm looking for more of bodybuilding gyms, like kill well, there's extreme gym just over the just under over the Clyde. Um, that's you know that's perfect for bodybuilding or your whole life. Um, so you know, I, I, I just don't see that. I just don't see the point in that. It's it's it just causes. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see the point in that. Aye, hundred percent. Um, it's crazy. There's that small percentage of people yeah. who are just uh, looking for a cash cow. Yeah, it's the same with me. Like if anyone comes in here, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm looking for PT, but listen, I'm not taking any any clients on. Because um, one, I would feel like I'm almost stealing business from my own coaches. I want to yeah. get them busy, not me getting busy when I've got this place to run anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so yeah, easily just pass them on. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about your your favorite exercise to do within the gym. Say that again, mate. Yeah, favorite exercise to do. Favorite exercise. <clears throat> um. I'd probably say it's actually never used to be because I never used to do them, but I'm actually loving uh, barbell squats at the minute. Um, I never used to. I always used to pose my lower back and stuff. Um, but again, just a few technique tweaks, and I'm probably lifting heavier, the most heaviest I've, I've lifted with squats, so that's probably why it's my most favourite at the minute. Um, okay. Maybe a wee bit of ego in there, but it's all right. <laughs> right. Okay. And then if we put the shoe on the other foot, what would your worst exercise be? Um, if you were down in the gym 
and one of your coaches had says to you, right, Craig, you need to do that, otherwise you're not getting home tonight. <laughs> definitely burpees, mate. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's definitely uh, top of a lot of people's list. Uh, nah, burpees, mate, I'm just, I'm just no built for them. <laughs> that's my excuse anyway. I think a lot of people say that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be, has to be burpees, man. Oh. Nah. <laughs> What about you? What's your least favourite? My least favourite? So, probably, it goes between two exercises, actually. Mountain climbers and burpees. Mountain climbers aren't too bad, but burpees is definitely up there. By the way, you do realise after everybody at your gym listening to this, they're just going to be pounding you. That's fine. I'll pull the pull the like, right thing, man. We'll set you a challenge. I need a hundred burpees. Like, no, no chance. I'm gonna. I am doing nothing like that. <laughs> so, for yourself, uh, what's been your best memory within your actual fitness journey? Um, honestly, I would probably. It would have to be doing the twenty-four hour challenge on the treadmill. Yeah. Um, probably my best memory and my most proudest moment. Um, simply because of where it was at mentally uh, and there's so many times throughout that 24 hour period that I would just want to give up man yeah. um, if it wasn't for the four paramedics uh, military paramedics that I had with me um, to help support me throughout that 24 hours I would not finish that not, yeah. and not a chance um, where did you sorry no, you where, did you, where did you do your event yeah, so it. I was working in uh, the club gym in Mercer City uh, mm-hmm. at the time, so I'd done it in there. Um, and yeah, we managed to raise, but I think it was like two and a half grand for Sam H, which is Scottish, uh, Scottish Mental Health Charity, yeah. um, which was fantastic. No, good. And then for yourself, during your, your full time um, within health and fitness and obviously dealing with mental health, has there been someone there who's a role model for you? Um, I think it's been more... Or some, someone who's been supportive. Yeah, I think um, I think it's pretty hard because like, sometimes I can, whether I'm going through any dark stages and that, I always try and... It's probably... Everyone's obviously different, right? But I always try and... Try and almost deal with it myself to a certain degree. Um, I don't think it's not anything to do with ego and all that stuff because I'm I'm very openly speaking about my mental health. It, like it's not an issue for me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think there's you know through the through the time through the past eight years of being like a coach and stuff. I think it's been a it's changed quite a lot. You know, diff, with different phases of my life, there's been you know there's been people that's been there, and then. There's people I've moved on to another phase in my life where those people haven't came. So it's almost like there's been different people all the time. Um, so there's no one definitive person throughout the full period. Obviously, like my mum but and her parents and stuff, but you know, um but even at that, sometimes I don't even speak to them about it because for me, I like to speak to someone that I'm not close to or I don't know because yeah. I find it easier. Um so yeah, there's not really been a definitive single person or that all the way through this um, that's been there. Really. It's just always been like depending on what phase of my life I'm at, really. Yeah. And obviously you mentioned eight years within uh, coaching, yeah? Yeah. Um, and then obviously your 
you've opened your gym this year. Um, but where would you like to see yourself in the next two to four years <clears throat> with the gym? Next two to three years, um, I would love to. I'd love to have this place, you know, an award-winning gym, not just for all look at us, but it just shows that you know what we're providing is getting recognised. Yeah. And um, we would love to uh, potentially have a second uh, church open, church stroke gym, um, but in a different city. Um, not another one in Glasgow. Um, just be a different city. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would love to have a second one open um, and provide them what we provide here in Glasgow to another city. Um, same standard, if not bigger. Um, and just, you know, just keep developing, keep growing the business to a stage where, you know, potentially, you know, long-term goal, you don't know, there could be two or three of them. Um, which again would be fantastic. Would be yeah. would be something that initially I was like, okay, I just want to we want to open the first one and we'll see what happens. But you know, if it's such a great response, yes, it's not been an easy journey since we opened. Every business here has it. Um, it's had its ups and downs, it's had its stresses, its worries, and all the rest of it. But that's part and parcel of opening your own business, especially your first gym at this this size as well. It's, you know. Yeah. You know, you could easily just open up PT studio and just have a nice small gym. But you know, I don't do things by half, so why, why do this by half? Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, just basically, you know, over the next two or three years, let's look at potentially open up a second one and making sure this is running successfully and running smoothly. All the systems are in place. Um, we are it is literally run itself. We have a fantastic team, and then we can look at opening up a second one where we've got the tools there, we've got the systems. We just replicated to that location. Nah, fantastic. And your gym as well. So what's your opening times just for the listeners? Yeah. So Monday to Friday, we're open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Saturday, we're open from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Sunday, we're open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Nah, fantastic. And then obviously, you like to be motivational, Craig, yes? Am I right in saying that? Yes. Right. So, do you have a favourite quote that you that's your go-to? That's your. Um, so I, I, I'm very, I'm very motivational, as in you know, just being almost like straight to the point, and you know, let's just get shit done, basically. Yes. Uh, I'm not. I do find a lot of motivational quotes you see on Instagram and stuff quite cheesy sometimes, so it's not really my thing. I'm just okay. like, you know. If you want to achieve a goal, get the head down, get consistent, and just get shit done. Yeah. It's, that's just, yeah, just be straight to the point. And, you know, if you set a goal, just get it done. Don't moan about it. Don't complain about it. You set that goal, so why complain about it? Don't moan about it. No, 100%. Yeah, that's it's the way been, I see it anyway, mate. It's been great having you on my show. But Thank you so much before, for having me. Just before we round up, yeah. Have you got any questions for myself? I was going. To, I don't know what I was going to say. There. <laughs> How long have um? What what is what is your goal for your own coaching business and podcast the next two three years? Um. So for myself, um, within um working environment, so I would like to become a gym manager. So that's my aspirations now yeah. um, I've worked in health and fitness um, since 
2015, um, nice. within um, Glasgow Club, um, but I've been involved in that job of sport and leisure now, 14 years. So a lot of knowledge in that leisure side. Yeah. Um, so ideally, I'd like to become a gym manager, um, yeah. whether it's at Glasgow or elsewhere, who knows. Um, in regards to my podcast, I would like to just keep growing it um, and then just keep getting more guests on and just networking yeah. and effectively getting more positivity within the health and fitness environment. Perfect. And what's your, um, what is your fitness goal? What is your goal for your own training? So my own <laughs> training, so like yourself, I don't do anything by half measures. So... <laughs> Good man. Um, yesterday, I just completed my 3K swim, open water. Um, Fantastic, mate. And, um, and that was no easy ride, by the way. Yeah, I can imagine. It was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> very choppy. So by the end of it, I tried to stand up at the finish line and I couldn't, I didn't <laughs> know where I was. I was so dizzy. <laughs> it was unreal. Um, but my next one, next week, uh, I'm climbing Ben Nevis uh, with the Rangers Charity Foundation. Nice. Doing that. Good, and then in the start of October, I'm doing the Great Scottish Run. Uh, doing, I'm only doing the 10K. Yeah. Um, a lot of people always ask me why I never go for longer distances. It's because I've got pins and screws in my right ankle. So yep. longer distances just isn't for me. I'm no built for that. <laughs> um, but going forward... I don't know, maybe next year do I step it up a notch and get involved with triathlon, maybe. Nice. So, so that yep. could maybe my my next stage for health. Good. On goals. And if, if you're allowed to say it, do you have a next guest lined up? And possibly right. who? Uh, I've got a, another guest tonight. I'm actually doing... Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. So. Um, and it's uh, James Duff. Um, so I spoke to James last year. Yeah. And this is so when I've spoken to someone already, we call the second episode the overdue catch up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. effectively, just to catch up with how his business is going, etc. Yeah. So, um, we can certainly do this again, Craig, um, yeah. after you've after your business has been a year, uh, the anniversary. So I'd like to see what you've got up your sleeve. That'd be interesting, yeah. Love that, mate. No, totally. Um, but as I said, it's been awesome. And it's been fantastic, can, um, Check out the Sanctuary Gym. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers, Greg. <laughs>